This is Cliff Mass, and welcome to my weather podcast. Each week, I talk about current weather, provide a forecast for the weekend and beyond, and give you more details about an interesting weather phenomenon. It's Friday, October 22nd, and let's talk about the weather. And there's plenty of weather to talk about. The most powerful storm, the most powerful mid-latitude cyclone in Northwest recorded history will be off our coast on Sunday into Monday. And there is great uncertainty in the forecast on exactly where it's going to go. Today, there are some remnant showers from a front that moved through last night. So we have some showers in some places the clouds are thinning temperatures will rise to the mid-50s. Another front will come in on Saturday, fairly vigorous one with lots of rain, some wind, clouds, and highs in the 50s. So it's going to be generally a wet day, even into the mountains. So not the greatest day to go on a hike on Saturday. But the real action is on Sunday. Both the American model, the GFS, and the European model are in agreement an extraordinarily unusual, unprecedented storm will form west of Oregon on Sunday morning, with the central pressure at sea level plummeting to somewhere between 940 and 945 hectopascals. That's a unit of pressure. It's often called the millibar. Never has such a storm of such low pressure formed over our coast. The closest we ever got was to around 950. And this storm will be the equivalent of a category three to four hurricane in central pressure with hurricane force winds. The storm will remain strong for roughly a day and then move towards land while weakening. And no matter what happens, this storm is going to produce extremely large waves, as high as 30 to 35 feet along the coast. So if you want to do some wave watching, uh, Monday probably be a very good day. So as I said, there's a lot of uncertainty on where this storm will go. The European Center model, which is normally the best model, is taking the storm up towards the central and northern Vancouver Island area, while the U.S. model, the GFS, takes the storm towards the coast of Washington, crossing the northern Olympic Peninsula. The differences in these forecasts are extraordinarily large. The European solution will produce a minor blow in Washington state, while the U.S. prediction will produce powerful winds along the coast from Washington into Oregon, and even gusts of 40 to to maybe 50 miles per hour in the interior, certainly from Seattle southward. It is unusual, but it is not unprecedented to have such large differences in the forecast this close in. Generally, things converge by now. But I do expect the models to converge on Saturday. So I think you should have at least 24 hours warning of what's going to happen. And I will certainly blog about it to fill you in. And we shouldn't forget about the other side of these weather events. Uh, There has been a lot of precipitation along the West Coast, and there's going to be way more, all the way from California to B.C. Um, 
I'm expecting as much as uh, 10 to 12 inches in Northern California. And here in Washington State, three to four inches in the lowlands and hot, more in the mountains. All the models pretty much agree in the rainfall, you, so you can bet on it. Anyway, keep your attention on the forecast. This is a really major event. And, you know, we may come off without, you know, any major damage or significant issues here in Washington State. On the other hand, something major could happen. So keep in touch with the forecast. Thanks for listening. Weather doesn't end with the forecast. Now let's talk about the special weather topic of the week. Storm season has begun. So in today's podcast, I will talk about the great winter storms here in the Pacific Northwest. In our region, we never get hurricanes or tropical storms. And the reason is the Northeast Pacific is too cold. Since tropical systems depend on the warmth and moisture available from warm water, they just can't exist here. Tropical storm development requires warm water of around 80 degrees Fahrenheit or more, and the waters off the Pacific coast are roughly 50 degrees, way too cold. But we can get another class of strong storms called mid-latitude cyclones, storms that derive their energy from the large north-south changes in temperature in the mid-latitudes, temperature changes that strengthen during autumn into the winter. Now, temperature gradients, north-south temperature changes, also produce the jet stream, a strong current of east, eastward-directed winds centered around 25,000 to 35,000 feet. And most storms develop in or near the jet stream and are moved towards the east by the jet stream. Mid-latitude cyclones are associated with low pressure as well as fronts and clouds and precipitation. Active weather tends to be associated near the low center and near the fronts. Here in the Northwest, we experience the passage of a mid-latitude cyclone several times each winter, probably 10 to 15 times a winter, with the typical mid-latitude storm having a central pressure at sea level of around 990 hectopascals. Hectopascal is a unit of pressure. It's also called the millibar. So think about this number. Around 990, 995 is a typical low that comes in here on the Washington, Oregon coast. The strongest cyclones uh, with winds that are a little bit larger, that occur maybe every few years, maybe get pressures down to 980 hectopascals. And you know maybe every five years or so, we have storms with the central pressures at sea level of around 970 to 980. Once a decade or so, we get storms with a pressure of 960 to 970. And once in a generation, we get storms that get below 960, between 950 and 960. The Columbus Day storm of 1962, the most powerful storm in Northwest history, had a central pressure of 955 hectopascals right before it made landfall. And the lowest pressure of any storm in our coastal waters that I know of 
was 950 hectopascals in the November 1981 storm off the Oregon coast. As far as I know, and from all my study of, of these strong storms, no storm, no mid-latitude cyclone in the neighborhood of the Pacific Northwest and out into the waters that go way offshore ever had a pressure below 950 hectopascals. But that may change on Sunday and Monday. Now, the Gulf of Alaska can get far deeper storms. I'm talking about our neighborhood, near our coast and immediately offshore. But why do we care about the central pressure of these mid-latitude cyclones? The reason is the central pressure has a direct relationship on the winds. The lower the central pressure, generally the stronger the winds. This makes sense because winds are associated with horizontal changes in pressure or the pressure gradient. The stronger the pressure gradient, the stronger the change of pressure with distance, the stronger the winds. Although we don't get hurricanes and tropical storms, some of the stronger mid-latitude cyclones coming off the Pacific have pressures and winds comparable to a Category 1 to 2 hurricane. The Columbus Day storm was equivalent in pressure and winds to a Category 3 hurricane. And I should note that there were winds of up to 150 miles per hour in the Columbus Day storm. The storm predicted on Sunday is even deeper, has a lower pressure than the Columbus Day storm. Pressures could be down in the 940s, and it could be as powerful as a Category 4 hurricane. Interestingly, many of the most powerful mid-latitude cyclones that hit our region, particularly in the autumn, start out as tropical storms in the Western Pacific. Such tropical storms off of, off of Asia, off of Taiwan, the Philippines, they move northward into the Northern Pacific and they undergo what is called extratropical transition, turning from a tropical storm into an extratropical or mid-latitude storm. And as they do, do this, they switch energy sources from the warm water of the tropical Pacific to the north-south temperature changes of the mid-latitudes. And as they undergo this transition, they change structure as well, going from the relatively symmetric structure of a tropical storm, often with an eye and the eye wall clouds around it, to an asymmetric storm with weather fronts and where temperature changes rapidly. Interestingly, these past or ex-tropical storms maintain some of the inner structure of their origins, and often bring along plumes of moisture that aid their development in the mid-latitudes. And when they move northward, they bang to the jet stream, and that often creates a series of downstream waves way out into the Pacific that enhances the, de the development of these storms as they approach our shore. The Columbus Day storm back in October 12, 1962, started out as Typhoon Frida, and the extraordinarily powerful storm that hit in the last few days and now is moving northward away from us was previously tropical cy cyclone Namthian. If I said that right, only a few days before. Finally, let me note that the winds experienced here at any one location in the northwest from these storms 
depends critically on the path of the cyclone, its size, and exactly where it makes landfall. The strongest winds of these Pacific monsters are generally south and southwest of the low center, so you want the low to pass just north of you if you want the greatest gusts. Here in Puget Sound, the strongest winds are generally associated with a storm moving from the southwest to northeast, crossing the northwest Olympic coast or southern, southern BC, you know, southern Vancouver Island. For, the, for strong winds on the Oregon coast, a track crossing uh, southwest Washington does the trick. The storm that the model suggests will develop on Sunday and move through on Monday to Tuesday. This storm will be extraordinarily powerful. Pressures of below 950 and maybe as low as, as 941. But its track has been shifting. So please pay attention to the forecast. Right now, it appears the strongest winds will be over southwest Washington and the, and the Oregon coast, but that could change substantially. So, so please keep in touch with the forecast. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to my podcast. Feel free to send me your questions or any topics you would like me to cover. This podcast will be available every Friday morning on my blog and major podcast platforms. If you would like to support this podcast, feel free to use the Patreon link on my blog. See you next time.